We are so glad that you have chosen to stream this audio, and we hope it will encourage you in your faith and your walk towards Christ-likeness. As a side note, we pray that this audio sermon is just supplemental in your relationship with Christ and in no way replaces the church you are plugged into or the pastor that God has put in your life to shepherd and care for your soul. And so with that said, please enjoy this sermon. We have prayed that God would use it in your life. So that it would sustain their life in the midst of a wasteland. 
And God leads them through the desert in a place where they would have to depend upon him. Where they would have to see that God was the one who could provide not only for their physical needs, but for their life itself. That they had to depend upon him on a daily basis. They had to go out and gather the needs for that day. And then the next day, they would have to do it again. And so God provided this daily bread for his people in the Old Testament as they walked through the wilderness. And so when we read, give us this day our daily bread, we should think back to that story in the Old Testament. And then we should also think about what else Jesus said about himself when he says, I am the bread of life. And so we'll get to that in John chapter 6, towards the end of our time together. But first, I just want us to look at four different things that we can see here in this prayer. As Jesus teaches us how to pray, how to approach God in prayer. There's four things I want us to see, and the first one is that we pray for what only God can give. Did you see that in verse 11, that starts with, give us. And so those two words are really important for us as we think about prayer. But it starts, uh, we, we talked about last week how we started with God. In prayer, we focus our attention and our hearts upon God and His kingdom and His will and His name being hallowed or glorified. That we would recognize God for who He is. And then as Jesus says, this is where prayer begins with God and recognizing who He is. Then He begins to apply that to our own needs. And so he says, whenever we pray about the things we need on a daily basis, we recognize who God is first. And then as we ask, we pray, Father, give us what we need. Give us this day our daily bread. So we see here in, in, in these first two words that we are dependent creatures. That we are dependent creatures on our creator to provide exactly what we need. We, it's not God sell us what we need for, you know, our hard-earned wages and provide what we need as a reward for our hard work. It's God, give us what we need. There's this total dependence conveyed here. You don't bring anything to the table in prayer. You come to God humbly before Him knowing that you need Him. That's what, that's what the idea of hunger should point us to. When we're hungry, it tell, it, our body is telling us that we need bread. That we need something that we don't have. And that physical hunger should point us to a greater spiritual hunger that what we need most in life is not just bread to sustain us physically, but bread from heaven. The bread that has come in the person of Jesus Christ to sustain us. To give us eternal life. And so we pray, God, give us this day our daily bread, showing that we're completely dependent upon God. That doesn't mean that we don't work hard, right? That doesn't mean that we don't work on a daily basis. It just means that as we're working, we are knowing that if God doesn't provide, then it doesn't matter what we do. We're saying, God, give us this daily bread, not sell us or reward us with bread. We're saying, give us daily bread. It's showing that we are dependent upon Him. It's like whenever I was a, a teenager, my dad would have this list of chores that he would have me do. And, and the one I hated the most was picking up sticks. I, I hated it. We had, uh, we had like a forest in our little sidewalk next to our house. And, and so there were always sticks. And my dad needed to mow in the summers on a weekly basis, you know, sometimes a couple times a week. And so I would have to go out there and I would have to drag these large sticks, which were actually tree limbs. I don't think it's fair to call them sticks, you know. 
Um, and so I would be dragging these things down to the back of the property and putting them in a pile where they'd be burned and, and such. And it would take me hours to get all this done so that you could mow where I needed to mow. And the, the reason I did things like that was not because I was going to earn something by it. It wasn't because God, it wasn't because Dad was going to feed me if I picked up the sticks. Like, he was still going to feed me either way, right? And so I did the chores because my dad asked me to. And it's similar in how we think about the relationship of our work on a daily basis to provide for our families and this prayer that says, give us our daily bread, where we're acknowledging that God is the only one who's going to actually provide for us. So we work on a daily basis because we know that Scripture asks us to. Uh, you know, it says those who don't provide for their family are worse than unbelievers. And so we work hard and we work on a daily basis because Scripture commands that we do such things. But we do so in a way that still acknowledges that it doesn't matter what I do. If God doesn't provide for me, it's not going to happen. And so we acknowledge our complete dependence upon God when we pray this prayer. God, give us our daily bread. We're saying, God, it doesn't matter what I do if you don't bless. In the Old Testament, there's this story in the book of Genesis uh, where Jacob wrestles with God. And as he's wrestling with God, there's this shift in his mindset where he spent his whole life tricking men into giving him what he needs. And then he encounters God and he wrestles with God and he holds on to God and won't let him go. Because in that moment, he's afraid. His brother is coming, and he knows what he's done to his brother, and he's afraid for his life, and he knows that if he doesn't hold on to God, if he doesn't have God's blessing, then he's done for. And so he holds on to God. And similarly, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are praying, God, I'm completely dependent on you. I need you. I need you to give me what I need for life because I cannot have life without you. I cannot even meet my physical needs unless you bless. And so we come before God as, as children dependent on their father. Children are needy because they can't provide for themselves. A child cannot provide for their needs. They need mom and dad to do that. And this is the kind of relationship that we have with God. We are his children. We are completely dependent on him to give us what we need. And so this should be reflected in our daily prayer life. In the morning, you get up and thank God for a new day, that you have breath in your lungs, and that there is a day ahead of you, that you get another day. Do you pray for God's strength and grace and wisdom as you go throughout your work day because Lord knows you need it with those co-workers you're with. Do you depend upon him and say, God, give me what I need for this day to honor you and love the people around me? Do you, do you thank God at each meal, and, and not in a legalistic way, saying that you have to pray a certain way before each meal, but just when you eat, when you feel that hunger, and then that you have food to eat. Do you thank God for giving you your daily needs? And then when you go to bed at night, do you thank God for the opportunity to rest? And do you ask him to give you good rest? To strengthen your body for 
praying this prayer constantly. God, give us this day our daily bread because we need you each and every day. And so we see that, uh, the, and the word give, it implies a lot about our relationship with God. And then it says, it says give us. And so we talked about last week how when Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, he doesn't, he doesn't say, give me what I need. He says, give us this day our daily bread. There's an emphasis on community. That Christian prayer and biblical prayer isn't just this isolated event. And it's not just about your personal relationship with Jesus. It is about that, but it's also about your relationship to and with other believers, brothers and sisters in the Bible of Christ. And so that's why we read a confession together today. Because prayer, Christian prayer, biblical prayer, the kind of prayer that Jesus teaches us in the Lord's name, is not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about us. It's us as a church family coming before God humbly, acknowledging our need for Him, and saying, God, give us this day our daily bread. That we pray with and for one another. This is why each and every Wednesday night we take time to pray with you. That we take requests, and then we take requests at our tables, and we spend time praying for one another because we know that we need God, and we need to pray with and for each other. This is how Jesus taught us to pray and secondly, we see in this one phrase that we need to pray for all of us today. So it's give us this day our daily bread. And so we see that the Israelites had to depend upon God's provision each and every day. They, they came out and, and God would provide exactly what they needed for that day. And if they were to gather more than what they needed for that day, then overnight it would rot and it would be no good. But God would always provide for them in those 40 years in the desert exactly what they needed for that day. And similarly, as we approach God in prayer, we pray for our needs. We pray that God would provide what we need for this day. So this idea that, you know, kind of the prosperity gospel, you know, if you have enough faith, then you can just believe God for more abundantly and more than you could ever need or imagine, and that God's going to bless you with riches and wealth and, and health is just preposterous. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. He says, we're praying for what we need today, because when God allows us to be in this space where we need him, we're reminded of how important it is to be connected with us. So we pray for what we need today, recognizing that he's the only one that can provide it. That we're saying, give us what we need today. And we're praying for our needs this day. So not necessarily tomorrow. It's not bad to pray about the future. That's not what Jesus was saying. But he's saying there's a daily dependence that we need to have upon God, upon the Father, where we come to him each and every day, recognizing that he's going to provide exactly what we need at the right time. So maybe you've had a time in your life where, you know, finances were just not going well. And you're looking at your income and your expenses on a monthly basis and on a weekly basis, maybe even daily, and you're not seeing how it's going to happen. Your paycheck is much less than what your bills are. And, and maybe you've been in this place where you have seen God show up in profound ways for you financially. I remember 
and in fact, the, the, the means by which he met those needs, that person didn't even know that we were actually in need. And he provided exactly what we needed for that day. And we didn't have the money for the next month, right? We had the money for that day, and we had what we needed for that day, and we knew that we could trust God to do the same thing when we were in need again. So when we come before God, we pray, God, give us what we need for this day. But here's the other thing, is that sometimes we have a feeling that we know what we need, but God always knows better. Sometimes we think that we need this or that, and then God doesn't provide that. And we're left wondering, God, God I'm praying this prayer, God, give, give us this day our daily needs, and then you're not doing it. And then it's one of those where you feel like God has missed something. It's not evidence that God hasn't heard your prayer. It's in fact the evidence that He has, and He's shown you in those moments where things are hard to answer. Or maybe you've lost everything. Or maybe you've lost a loved one. Whatever it might be, in those moments, it is not that God doesn't see and doesn't care. It's that God us through these difficult times to show us that what we need most and what we need most truly is not any of these earthly things, but him and him alone. You see, as, as you're walking through difficult things in life, as you're experiencing suffering and pain, it is not evidence that God does not hear your prayers and God does not care. It is evidence that God cares about you knowing Sometimes he brings us to a place of weakness. Sometimes he allows us to enter into a difficult season where if we don't depend upon him, we're not going to make it through. And as hard as it is in those moments, it is one of God's greatest mercies on your life. And I think there are many in this room who would testify to that, that in the most difficult times in life, that is where you've got to know God. So if life is difficult for you right now, if you are suffering, if you are going through trials financially or in marriage or whatever it might be for you, there's not evidence that God doesn't care. There's not evidence that God doesn't hear your prayers. But God may be leading you through a difficult season in life to bring about a greater and a stronger relationship with Him. And that's what you need more God, every 
every single day. They went out every day in faith, believing that God was providing for them that day. And they went out the next day, just like they had the one before, knowing that they needed to depend upon him every single day. And so as we approach our prayer life, this is why prayer ought to be a daily thing for us. Not just a, a every once in a while when we feel like we have a great need. Prayer is something that the Christian needs on a daily basis. We need to pray. Even when we feel strong. Did you know that a good life is potentially the most disastrous thing for you? When things are going well, when you have what you need financially, when your relationships are all intact and life is going good and you're getting a promotion at work and, and such, it could be your destruction. Because in those moments where we don't feel like we need God, we begin to become complacent. We begin to veer away from Him. We begin to not spend time in His Word. We begin to not spend time in prayer. We begin to not really recognize on a regular basis that God has provided all of it for us. We begin to think that we're the ones that have done it. We begin to think that it really is my hard work that got me that promotion. It, it, it really is what, what I've done that's provided for my family financially. It, it really is everything that, that I've been doing as, as a husband that my marriage is going so well right now. We begin to think that we don't need God when life is going well. When in reality, God is just blessing. And the human condition, our problem, our struggle with sin, leaves us in this place where when God blesses us, we reject him. We say, I don't actually need you, so I'm going to go do life my own way. And Jesus teaches us to pray on a daily basis. He says, give us this day our daily bread, because Jesus knows that we need God on a daily, moment-by-moment -moment basis, and that there's times in life in which we're going to forget. When his disciples come and say, Lord, teach us to pray, this is his response. And every word matters. If you got to have a conversation with Jesus about your life, wouldn't you be writing down every single thing that he was saying to you? Wouldn't you be placing value upon every word, knowing that what the Lord of the universe was telling you mattered for you? My friends, then why aren't you paying attention to the words he's already written for you? Why do we do this? Where we flippantly approach our Bibles as though we don't actually need the words of life. Why do we spend so much time in life going throughout our daily routines day by day, week by week, getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home, you know, eating lunch while we're at work, eating dinner when we get home, spending a couple minutes with the family, then going to bed, you know, after watching a couple hours of television, and then we do it all again the next day, and God wasn't a part of our whole week all of a sudden. Because when things are going well, when we don't feel our need for we don't actually believe that we're creatures. We begin to believe that we're more like the Creator, that we're more like God, that we actually have control of this thing called life. And 
that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. 
anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in